Hey guys, welcome to the Out of the Archives History Podcast. Huge apology <laughs> for the first episode that was recorded with Patricia Plone. Uh, accidentally, uh, it was deleted. And so we'll do some, uh, we'll go back and visit her story uh, in a later episode. But one thing I want to make sure that we get clear is uh, the first five questions that are now missing, but uh, we'll cover those. And so uh, with the introduction, uh, I've made that briefly in the first little description. Uh, but ironically, I wanted to dive into how I got involved with history and historic preservation. And so with history, uh, it's unique growing up here, born and raised here in the city of Charleston, you're surrounded by it. Um, and so I joke all the time saying that you can't go out of your, your house and throw a baseball without hitting a historic marker. And so with Charleston, there really is no kind of excuse or really no reason to not be involved with uh, history. And so uh, in elementary school, middle school, high school, I uh, was very active within history and enjoyed it. Uh, and it wasn't until, until I got to college that I really decided that history was what I wanted to do. I went to Coast Carolina University and I loved my experience there. I studied with a great number of historians there, John Navin, Jack Roper, uh, Brian Nance, just to name a few. And so all of them are, you know, really top of the game there at Coastal. And so whenever I got out of there, I, um, you know, found out that my involvement uh, was really behind the scenes. Uh, at Coastal, I worked through uh, philanthropy, development, and alumni relations. And I found a skill uh, that I loved, which was being involved uh, with fundraising. And so that's really been the niche I've been drinking, uh, really digging myself into is fundraising and being in the side of historic sites, plantations, that kind of avenue of, you know, history. And so th that's really how I've been able to mold myself and create myself, uh, you know, to become a valuable member of historic sites. And so uh, my aspirations uh, just as follows. I really want to be involved with historic sites that put preservation first, as well as the oral histories, traditions, uh, as well as really, again, the physical structures, but I want to be in the fundraising side of that. And so historic preservation uh, I've, is very important, not only to the city of Charleston, but to the world. And so again, I apologize for the, the accidental deleting of the first episode and so for you guys who are historic preservationists please uh, you know for, forgive me because i will say i am a layman at you know at worst or at best rather for this but what again i you know i work at drayton hall and that is a huge site of historic preservation so whenever i work at drayton hall i got a quote unquote crash course on what preservation is and you know i'd find that this is more than just something I could read out of a book. This is something that I really have to take up with a level of respect. And so historic preservation can really be physical, tangible objects. And so these objects serve kind of as the middle ground uh, that words can't describe. You know, whenever historians are going and reading through books and digging through archives, you know, we read about objects, places, stories, and people, but uh, whenever we get to see and interact with these objects, that kind of answers the clues and mysteries that are left in between the lines. And so, uh, you know, at Drayton Hall, 
he would think that, okay, we have all the archives, all the journals, we know everything. But really, we find out more and more each day just by digging through the house, doing archaeological research, you know, always just seeing what is through the plaster, the walls, the paint. It, it's gorgeous to really see. And as a historian, I, I feel as if historic preservation, you know, obviously for the structure and the beauty of it, uh, but really it is used to give us, you know, primary source material that we can't find in other avenues, such as archives or other documents. And so it really is unique just to be able to, you know, see that. And it matters greatly. And so the next question is why does it matter? And so I know being a Charlestonian, we really harp on historic preservation just to kind of, you know, again, quote unquote, save our city and all that stuff. But really preservation matters for every part of the country because there's certain parts of the, you know, that of stories that could be lost without the attention, the detail of historic preservation, you know, especially here in Charleston, we have a lot of our structures, you know, late 1700s, 1800s structures that have survived the post-Civil War, you know, the pre-Civil War. Just, again, all these uh, structures tell a story, a very intimate story, you know, not just of Charleston survived the war, Charleston survived an earthquake, a flood, whatever you name it, but these, this family, these small individuals survived this, and this structure survived this. Therefore, it is very, it's a living object you can go and go see. Um, you know, and historic preservation does dance and uh, really with public history. Uh, you know, if I go and down the street in Charleston and I ask, hey, have you read Down by the Riverside by Charles Joyner? I don't think I'll get a whole uh, list of responses. But I think if I ask folks, hey, have you been to Middleton, Drayton, McLeod, you know, people would respond. So, yeah, love my experience. And so. I feel like that's why it matters is because it's so, it's, you know, once you see it, you know it, and you really become to be really appreciative of it. And so the last question, what is some issues that historic preservation has faced? Um, you know, I'll, again, I'll try and answer this question in layman terms. And so with this, you know, at Drayton Hall, we really struggle sometimes not, you know, with the building itself, preservation-wise, we are very fortunate to have great staff and everything, but uh, what we face sometimes in difficulty is just preserving difficult history. You know, uh, of course, some people, you know, some folks think that Gone with the Wind is a documentary rather than a movie, and sometimes preserving a plantation, it, it's, it's hard because it's difficult history for folks. And so what we really try to do is preserve not only the structure, uh, but preserve the narratives and the stories and the oral histories that have been passed down through the descendant community so that we're not just giving a single aspect of Drayton Hall, the only one perspective or really outlet of Drayton Hall, but we want to give the entire story. Uh, and Because enslaved Africans who came here uh, into Charleston, South Carolina, and into Drayton Hall. You know, they came empty-handed, but, but they did not come empty-minded. And that's really one thing we want to stress, is that the intellectual capabilities of these enslaved Africans created a whole culture, an identity, and a process 
that is still felt in Charleston, South Carolina to this day, and ignoring their stories and their oral histories and those traditions, we're ignoring a whole perspective to make up a complete story. And so, again, I know I'm trying to catch you guys up uh, for the accidental deleting of the episode, but I wanted to make sure that you guys were caught up with just the first five questions. Again, number one, give me an introduction of history and preservation. Number two, what are your aspirations? Number three, what is historic preservation? Number four, why does it matter? And number five, what are some issues that historic preservationists face? And now, again, I thank you guys for your constant patience with the episodes. And so I'm very thankful to announce that I want to continue this podcast, uh, not just out of assignments, but for, again, giving a highlight, giving someone a platform to go and discuss topics about history and historic preservation, uh, you know, artists, anything else that were people who are of the humanities and, and who really want to be engaged with just 10 simple questions. You know, it's really in their shoes uh, <laughs> for that. You know, I give you 10 questions and then I just kind of let you go off. And so with that, I thank you again for the first substitution episode of Out of the Archives. And again, check back and we'll definitely try and get Patty Plone back on the podcast just to make sure we get her questions again re-recorded. And so she'll probably give me, um, <laughs> she'll probably tease me for that one. But again, look for upcoming graduate students from CFC and other universities. And we'll definitely be back from Out of the Archives. Thank you.